Welcome to the Align, Awaken, Heal podcast. I am Vanessa Garraway. I am a certified data healer, Akashic Records reader, energy healer, and spiritual mindset coach. I am obsessed with helping women on the rise identify, heal, and transform the limiting beliefs that are keeping them from living a life they love and turn them into new, positive, and supportive ones so they can create, manifest, and live in true abundance. My goal with this podcast is that you will feel inspired to follow your own soul path to awaken, align, and heal so that you can tap into and remember the infinite potential that you are, be, and that which resides within you. I am here to share my own path of soul awakening and remembering with you on such a deep level so as you too can be activated and initiated into your own gifts and power. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast and hitting play today. And if you are ready to tap into the magic of who you are at a soul level, let's dive in. Today with Jody Okasin, a fellow healer, lightworker, founder and CEO of the Sacred Feminine, and I think it's safe to say we've become fast friends in the last little while. Jody, just introduce yourself. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. I definitely agree. Um, my mind just completely went blank. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know why? It's because we've been chatting so long before we hit record that we just brain dumped everything and we're like, I have nothing left to say. We already did it. We should have been recording 20 oh minutes goodness. ago. <laughs> oh my goodness. My mind totally went blank. I'm like, what do I say about myself? She just said it all. That's too funny. <laughs> okay, so tell me. that out. All right, tell me how you came up with Sacred Feminine. How did that come to be? That was just, it was so weird. It was like an intuitive download one day. I had been working, um, one of the biggest issues that I really struggled with my whole life was like the connection with my body and confidence and everything else. And I kind of had set an intention of all the different pieces like when it comes to feminine energy and and women and the taboo conversations like how to incorporate it all together and then I just kind of had this download one day that really when it comes to women and feminine energy there's two pieces to it the dark and the light and but the dark is not what so many people think you know the dark feminine that's your power you know and so I I love the divine feminine name that you see everywhere but I, I kind of felt like it's been overused in ways yeah. that it's not actually meant to be used and then it just came to me one day I was like the sacred feminine that's that's what our goal is to step into our sacred femininity I love it I love it. Okay, so when did you first feel the pull to go on your spiritual journey? Tell me about that. <clears throat> so December of 2020, um, a couple of days after Christmas, my mom died of a drug overdose. And my it's, drugs is something my mom had battled with her my entire life. And from, I believe she was like a teenager when it started. Um, so it was a roller coaster losing her. Um, and I just set a really powerful intention after that. And like a couple of months after that, I was like, God, whoever's out there, like whatever I'm meant to do in this lifetime, like send me on that path because I don't want to live a mediocre or half-hearted life like my mom and my grandma and all the other women before me like I know I'm here for something I just don't know what and shortly after that in a Facebook group I came across a woman who um her and her business partner had Joe I came across Joe where yeah. they had the academy and everything and I kind of got sucked into this spiritual 
like uber spiritual world like i'd always had for years i had followed like amanda francis and some other people that are very spiritual but they're not in that deep healing part of it right so yeah it really interested me and then from meeting natasha which was joe's business partner at the time her gifts fascinated me like her she's very visual you know and and like describing some of the client sessions like it fascinated me so one day I booked a session with her and it was out of pure curiosity like what it was like to experience it and in the middle of the session I could hear the loudest bang at her house like it sounded like glass dishes fell over and she like stopped everything right then and there and she went to check and she came back and she's like there's nothing out of place and I'm like no it's I I heard it over the computer I heard it and then all of a sudden she's like um there's a woman here and she started describing her and it was my mom to a T and she's like, do you know who that is? And I said, yes. And she goes, um, I don't know how touchy this is going to be for you, but is your mom alive? And I was like, no, she passed a few months ago, actually. And she's like, cause she says she's your mom. And then she, and at the time I didn't know Natasha. So she didn't know personal things about me. And she repeated some things that this woman was telling her to prove that she was my mom. And I'm like, a couple of those things only my mom would know. So yes, that was my mom. And then I just kind of dove in after that. Yeah. <laughs> and then sure. like uncovering my own gifts and growing in it is when I learned that it happened this way because that spiritual and that healing and everything was what I was meant to do for. Oh, I see your cat. <laughs> Yeah, she she hops around all over the place. Oh my god, I love it. So, for everybody tuning in today, um, Jody and I had a session earlier this week where she worked on me, and she has she. So you do light language, but when you do light language, your hands also move. And I kept yes. hearing Jody like telling the cat, like, "Get out of here! Come on, go, 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 go! Get out of here!" And I'm like. <laughs> She was on the back side of my computer, like laying down. And as my hands were moving, she was reaching around, swatting at my hands, trying to play. And I'm like, this is not playtime. It's <laughs> so funny. Oh my goodness. Um, she can be so distracting. They're in the house I used to live in. I would sit oftentimes in the living room on the couch when I was doing client sessions or getting a healing session myself and the living room window was behind me and she would get up and like get in behind the mini blinds and run across the window and then out and around me and keep doing circles and then running back and forth across the back of my couch and I'm like you are so distracting so it's so it's funny because like as a general rule of thumb like when you do any sort of energy work like especially know with Reiki when you when I do Reiki like my dogs when I had dogs they loved it they would like they'd be laid down, they would come and they'd be so calm and relaxed. Like my boxer, she would come into my workspace all the time when I was doing Reiki or like lay on the floor beside me when I was doing Reiki. She loved to receive Reiki, but to do Reiki on a cat, they go psychotic. Like they don't like <laughs> the energy. I don't know what it is, but they go mental. She, she does. I've tried a couple of times on her and she freaked out. And then a lot, a lot of times if I'm doing energy work on myself, she goes psycho. But then as soon as I'm done, if I just sit back and kind of relax for a few minutes, she will just come climb up on my chest and just purr. Yeah. And I'm like, you were just a lunatic two seconds ago. <laughs> that frequency though is so incredibly healing. Like we're meant to have really that is. frequency on us. They're the frequency yeah, of their it purr. Really is. It's amazing. Okay. So that was like you had such an incredible story wrapped around like the catalyst for your spiritual awakening so tell me like 
what's your what's your experience been in terms of like your ascension like what have you kind of gone through what what have you experienced what gifts have kind of been brought back or remembered tell me about it <laughs> so i've always had a fairly strong intuition like the gut instinct um but growing up with my mom being a drug addict like we did not live in the greatest neighborhood and the type of people that were in and out of my house like i could tell you some crazy stories about things i've seen that are just not normal but i thought it was like a safety mechanism that i had developed i had no idea that it was like some spiritual gift or anything and um so going into it, like I knew I had a good instinct and intuition. And then, like I said, with Natasha, she's, she's so incredibly gifted. And in one of the first sessions that I did with her, um, cause after that one with my mom, I did some private one-to-one -one work with her for a few months. And in one of the first sessions, she was like, every gift that i have that you are fascinated with you are fascinated with because you have it i was like no i don't <laughs> i got a gut instinct and that's it <laughs> but then it was like the first i think um i think it was a total of six months between working with her and the diploma course but we we were only halfway through the diploma course and it was like, it just started like rapidly coming in. Like every session I did with her, um, she would ask a question and I could just write, like, I just knew the answer, like just to random things. And she was like, your knowingness is coming in really strong. And then um, I've also been empathetic, but I don't think I really understood what it was. Yeah. But I didn't understand the difference between empathy and Claire empathy either when I first started. And then right. I was sitting on the couch one day <clears throat> and I thought about a friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in a while. And I instantly felt like I was having a panic attack. Like, and I don't, and as soon as I like, I did some deep breathing and I had been watching a TV show. So I was trying to like focus my attention back to the TV show. And it was like, as soon as I did that and my mind wasn't on that person anymore, it just stopped. Hmm. And I'm like, what, what the heck just happened? So I just texted that person and I was like, Hey, I was just thinking about you. And I got the longest text message back about how their life was going to crap. Isn't that funny? <laughs> And so, like, I, I was telling my mentor and Seth about it, and she's like, that's Claire empathy. Like, when you think of somebody, you can literally tap into what they're feeling in that moment. And I'm like, I don't like that. I did, that was not fun for me at all. I could not figure out what was wrong with me. It's so <laughs> funny, eh? It wasn't. It's so funny. We, we get these gifts. We want these gifts so bad. And we're like, oh, I want to be able to see. Oh, I want to be able to hear. Oh, I want to be able to feel. Like, I want to have all of these clairs activated. And then they get activated and we're like, whoa, I didn't want it to come through <laughs> that way. So we end up pushing it away, right? Because we were like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was crazy. And then um, when we did the diploma course, you know, we learned multiple healing modalities. And one of them I practiced on myself a lot. And I was doing a healing session on myself. And out of nowhere, like, I was surrounded with purple flames. I had no idea what it was. Never heard of it. I sent Natasha a message, and she's like, that's the violet flame. You should Google it, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, that's one of your natural gifts and abilities. You are one of the people that are here to anchor that back into Earth. Because oh, our access to it was removed at, for a while. So I Googled it and there was literally like no information on it other than it comes from Ascended Master St. Germain and it's really powerful. And I'm like, but what about it? Like, what do I do with it? 
And I had to start really just connecting with him to learn about it. And then he taught me all about it. But it was the weirdest thing. I was like, I've never been surrounded by flames like that before. And I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, you brought them in for my session too, which I found was interesting because I've also Googled the Violet Flame and St. Germain and stuff like that. And there's, you're right, there's not a ton of information about it. No, there's not. The um the deep information like I said that I have is what he told me about it, you know. Right. It was here. We had access to it. Humanity did for a very long time. But then as kind of like the rise of the ego and the patriarch and turning the spiritualness and stuff like that like making it seem like it's this bad, horrible thing and persecuting women, the access was removed because humanity couldn't handle it. But yeah. it is the most out of all the different frequencies for healing and energies for healing, it is the most powerful because it is the only one that is the bridge between the physical and the spiritual. Interesting. Different frequencies and their colors are aimed towards either physical healing or spiritual healing, and the violet flame is the bridge that brings them together. Oh, cool. That's very cool. Yeah, so now now that we have more and more people stepping back into, you know, their spirituality and their gifts and the energy work and everything else, it's time for it to come back and assist with that. Because, I mean, it's a really powerful <laughs> healing energy, and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was quite powerful in our session that we had. So what have you what have you kind of gone through? Like we just kind of laid out like some of the things that you've come into like, you know, access to this violet flame and and access to some of your clairs. What's your ascension journey been like? Um it's been a roller coaster. Yeah. Like, quite honestly, like in the beginning, it was so fun and exciting, you know, and like, it was almost, it was almost like an addiction. Like I looked forward to the next healing session to be like, what's going to come up next? Like, when, what's the result going to be from this type of thing? And then, and that went on for probably, um, about a year. It yes. was just like, it was it was like it was fun and games for me, you know? I loved seeing what came up and where it came from and what was from childhood and past life and passed down and all this other stuff. And then it was like it went in the dumps. Like everything in my life and my journey and everything, it was like everything went to crap. And it was, I was hitting those really hard, deep, wounds you know that really needed to come up and I I really think I did a part of it to myself because I don't think I was willing in the beginning to go deep enough so I wasn't clearing the stuff that actually needed to be cleared you know yeah and it kind of forced me into it but it's my gifts are so incredibly powerful and strong and two years ago I didn't even know I had any you know, right. and then like me as a person, who I am and how I feel just about myself and in my body is like night and day. Like I'm just a completely different person than I was before it started. So it's, it's been a roller coaster. It's had its ups and downs, but I mean, it was all worth it and it's all for a reason. So what do you think some of your greatest lessons have been going through this journey? Like, what are some of the greatest lessons and what are some of the biggest shifts that you've seen happen? Um, some of the biggest things for me came from getting over that fear of really going deep and looking inwards. That was even in the beginning, that was one of the things that seemed like I really avoided. Like, I've always been a journaler. So, I mean, I somewhat went internally, but I remember, like, for the longest time, doing programs and working with mentors and everything, and they're telling you to look internally, and I'm like, they're full of shit. They don't know what they're talking about. I don't need to do all that. 
<laughs> but I did. I really did. And that's, I mean, that's why my life went to shit. Because I did it. <laughs> I didn't do the deep inner work. And so it was more of a, it was like an awakening within myself, but also kind of a humbling experience, you know? Yeah, about, for sure. You don't always know everything you're talking about. Like, <laughs> the gurus say it for a reason. You really have to, you have to do all the work. And I'm a manifesting generator. So by nature, I kind of like find the shortcut to everything. Yeah, same and here. I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to do it. And I'm like, this is the one time that I can't, <laughs> can't cut out some of the steps. Like, trying to cut out the wrong steps and it doesn't work but it's um yeah it's I'm trying to think what else there was I learned a lot about forgiveness and um and I think some of the biggest lessons for me had to do with safety there's a difference between um cutting yourself off completely to be safe and you know being it's okay to be vulnerable and still like put yourself out there you know and that's been a huge one for me and I think a lot of that has to do with like my childhood safety was such a huge huge part of it so it was definitely finding that balance between you know still being part of life <laughs> and isolation because you can't just hide in your house every day forever and I really wanted to just do that if I could <laughs> I think as energy workers, we get to a certain point, too, where we're like, oh, I have to protect my energy, and then we just, like, don't leave the house. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. Or, like, um, my child, bless her soul, I love her so much, but she's a teenager. She's 14. Oh, you're in the and tunnel. She's, yeah, and she's in that moody, hormonal stage, and she comes home from school sometimes, and she's just cranky and negative and complaining, and I'm like, I love you. Like you just spent the last eight hours away from home and I need a break from you already <laughs> because like you're irritating the hell out of me at the moment. <laughs> oh, but I do. And, um, and we kind of talked about this recently too, how it makes it harder to be around some people. Yeah. Well, it makes it intolerable to be around some people. Right? And yeah. I think that, like, I know, because we're in the portal with Natasha and the Soul Ascension um, group that, you know, we go through, like, the standards and the boundaries and the values and, like, certain things and setting those boundaries, right? And it's, like, certain things just become intolerable. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we can't tolerate certain people because of their frequency or their energy. We can't tolerate certain foods because they don't jive with our you know in our, our bodies anymore we can't tolerate our own bullshit sometimes even yeah. anymore right well and so like for me um because I've always been sensitive to energy I just didn't understand it for the longest time but as my gifts and everything grow it's so crazy because I literally get repulsed by people like I want to vomit and they stink to me but they don't stink to other people if I like if I'm like do you smell that and they're like no but it's like people that are so filled with like just low energy and anger and, and like and I and I've noticed there's a difference between the ones because I'm not trying to like say anything bad about people that have been through shit I've been through shit but I've noticed it only happens with the ones who are like so against doing the inner work because I don't get that when somebody comes into my world and they want to work with me and they have a lot of crap to deal with. Like, I don't get that from them. It's only the ones that, like, refuse to look at their faults or their issues or acknowledge anything. And they just want to live their life miserable holding it in. And I'm like, no, like, you literally make me want to puke. Like, I'm, like, try, literally trying not to throw up because you stink. Like, there, and I, and I don't even know how to explain the smell, but it is the same smell with every one of them. It's Are like you, a repulsive energy they're putting off. So, question to you then, is your strongest sense smell in your human design chart? No, it's touch. Oh, interesting. Because mine is smell. I and know. I'm very sensitive to smells. 
I am very sensitive to smells and I always kind of have been. Um, but my, according to human design, my strongest one is touch. Oh, interesting. I would have thought. And I'm like, that's so weird because for me, like smelling, knowing, and feeling are like the strongest senses that I have. I was just going to say like, what are your superpowers in terms of your gifts? Like what's your psychic, what are your psychic senses? What do you, what are the strongest, most prevalent ones for you? So for me, the strongest ones are feeling and knowing, like, and sensing. Like, I just know, you know, so I've been told, and I know this from childhood, that I can see, but for some reason that, like, I blocked it out in childhood and that hasn't come back. And same with hearing. I used to hear spirits and stuff as a child and I blocked it out and that hasn't come back so it's like everything but those two are really freaking strong for me (laughs) so I have a question for you because I'm very visual like I'm very um like psychic right so I have that clairvoyance I'm very clairaudience I hear some of my other ones are starting to come through but what does that like look like and feel like in a session for you? Like how, when you're in a session with somebody, you're not, you're not using that sight. You can't see, right? So you can't see the scene unfolding. How does the information come through for you? So, okay. There, here's the easy way for me to explain it. Like if you're sitting here and you look around your room with your eyes open, you know what the room looks like. If you do that and then close your eyes, you're not looking, but you still have this like idea inside. You still know what it looks like. That's kind of how it is for me. Like I just, I don't see things around me. So like I was, this is so weird. Like this is another random thing that happened. Like I would be getting ready to go to bed and I just like suddenly didn't feel like I was in my room. Like I was somewhere else. And the first time it happened, it. I was thrown into a past life and it was like, I just knew that I was like in this field and like, and like, I, I could tell you exactly what was around, but I couldn't see it. I just knew it was like, it was something I had seen so many times. I knew exactly, you know, what the setup was, like where the different trees were, where the house was, all of that stuff. Um, you just couldn't see it. Yeah, I just couldn't see it. It's like, I, it's like, like I said, like I just looked around and I knew it was there and like I closed my eyes and laid down and I just knew what the room and the scene looked like without actually seeing it. But then when I'm working on someone and there's like a, a an entity attached, <coughs> it's Excuse like me. I suddenly, like, it's so weird because even though I don't see, it's like I suddenly just feel this like dark cloud right in front of me up here. And so I know when it's gone, when like it feels just light and airy around me. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And it's like that dark, like the darkness when, you know, like, um, like when you're in the sun and you go lay out in the sun and you close your eyes, like you just, you can feel that brightness around you. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when I've cleared something out, that's how it feels for me. Like, it's like I'm laying in the sun with the sun around me. So if I don't have that feeling, I know the work isn't done. (laughs) And we just keep going. We just keep going until that comes. Yes. Yeah. I find it interesting and fascinating because for me, it's like, I see it right? Like I see it come in. I know what it looks like. I can identify like colors and visuals and everything. And I know that like when we were doing our session, it was the only session where I was like, I am not seeing anything. Which is so <laughs> weird. Cause you are so visual. And you did not see anything like that. It's whole so session. wild. Yeah. It was so wild. It was like an hour of seeing nothing. And I was, I, I know I remember saying to you, I'm like, I'm getting frustrated. It's like, this is annoying because Normally I would see all of these things, right? So, yeah, yeah, like I see the, you know, the cord attachment and where it goes and I can follow it down the lineage and I can see like all the women stacked up or all the men stacked up or, you know, it unfolds like a movie within my mind the way I see it. So like you're like, I, I know because I can sense that it's like 
gone light and I'm like I see it go white light yeah and then like okay so your mom you know like when the kids especially when they start walking like you're laying in bed with your eyes closed you're not fully awake and you can just like sense that they're right there yeah like if they came in the room have your kids ever done that oh yeah and then like you open your eyes and you look and you're like what are you doing like that's how it is for me when it comes to um like bringing in like a past life version of me or if it's a generational thing even when I'm just calling in my guides and stuff to help it's like I could feel so many like just sense that there's so many like presence around me and occasionally like in with my eyes closed I will see like a dark like outline of a figure but I don't I can't like make it out or anything it's just like a shape of a face or a body that is darker than the rest of it around me it's so weird weird so have you have you tapped into like your spirit guides and asked them what their names are so um there's a few I know there's one Magda don't really know who she is. I know my mom, my grandmother, and my grandfather are some. Um, the very first ones that I ever met were Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael. Like they just show up on their own and do shit all the time. And then, um, and then when you did the session on me, you're like, your Akashic record keeper is very adamant that you need to know her name. Yes. Because she's one of your guys. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that. I remember that too. She was so adamant that I needed to to tell you her name. And I'm like, I'm going to butcher this, this name. (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, those, those are the ones that I know. And then I know like from working, doing sessions with people like you who are visual and can like see Um, they've all said, they're like, when you call in your spirit team and stuff like that, like there's a ton of them that show up. Like you, you have a big team around you and I'm like, okay, great. The more the merrier. Yeah. So what have you done to like tap into your superpowers, your psychic senses? What have you done to tap into them and then like strengthen them? Um, for me, especially towards the beginning, I didn't really know really how to. Um, and they just really came in just from healing certain wounds. Um, like, they really started to come in. But then it's like, like with the violet flame, you know, like, I will intentionally, after that first came in, I would intentionally like tap into it like okay like let's bring this in activate it whatever you have to do and I think for me it was more just kind of playing around trusting Um, practicing yeah and it's so funny because when we were doing the diploma course like I was so new to spirituality I'd never owned my own business like nothing like that so it was like I listened to absolutely everything that I was being taught but I had like this deep feeling that like, why can't I do it like this? Or why can't I do this? Even with healing sessions, running the business, like all aspects, like, why can't I just do it like this? Like, this makes more sense to me. Why can't I do it? And I'm like, but I'm being told not to do it that way or something, you know? And now both of those teachers, everything I was picking up on, that is exactly what they do now. Yeah. Like, and how they teach things now and how they live their life now. And I'm like, so I just knew how to do it. Like, I didn't have to try. It was just, I knew. Because once I stopped, like, focusing on using, like, their specific modalities and things like that, and I just kind of followed my intuition, it was like everything exploded, like, with my gifts. And I'm like, I just needed to trust myself, basically. Yeah. I think it's, like, having that level of practice and being diligent in, like, like you said, going in with the intentionality of working with the violet flame or going in with the intentionality of, you know, working with your spirit guides or going to the records or whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that your your gift is, it's having the intentionality 
and going and working with it and practicing honing in on that mm -hmm. skill, really practicing and, and trusting what comes through and not questioning. And it. I think, I think the trust thing was probably one of the biggest things that I had to overcome purely because almost everyone I know, like either sees or hears or both. And because those seem to be the two that haven't quite come in yet. Like I can tell when there's something there, like in, in my ear, like it's so weird. It's like, a, like I almost go deaf in one ear for a minute and I'll stop and I'll sit there. And then I know something is coming in. I just don't know what it is. And then later it's like, I'm like, oh, I just know this is what it was. And this is who said it. But it was because I don't, I questioned everything. Like, am I right? Like, am I what, like what I'm thinking and feeling like, is this correct? And then like working with different clients and stuff like that, like I just get like that knowing and I would say something and they'd be like, oh my God, how'd you know? And I'm like, okay, so I am right. <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> like, but, but it's easy to question it, you know, that we're like, people like you that see it and hear it like you're like oh okay this is what it is blah 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 because I can see it and I can hear it and I'm like I don't know if what I'm picking up on is correct you know what though it's funny that you say that because um like yeah I can see it but I still have to sometimes sometimes I have to interpret what I'm seeing right like or it'll come in in like flashes and so I have to almost like decipher it or there'll be like a symbol and I'm like I don't know what the symbol means so there's still clarification that comes through that I need too because I'm like I don't know I don't know what I'm looking at right right <laughs> or like you have somebody like I'll have um like a loved one come in and I'm like who are you <laughs> I can see you I can see that you have like corduroy pants on and suspenders that are green and a plaid shirt and a funny hat but I don't know who you are <laughs> right so I have to like start describing it to the person they're like oh that they're like I don't know who that is I'm like well they're here <laughs> or they're like oh that's so-and-so it's my grandfather and I'm like okay well he's here like you still there's still a level I think of like deciphering and picking it apart and trying to figure out right. what the hell it actually is even when you can see it right? <laughs> right still sometimes it's not very clear or you'll get like one word one word that's it and you're like well what the fuck was that Where's the rest of the information? <laughs> one word? That's all you're going to give me? I need more than one fucking word, please. Right? Yeah. So, like, you get to that point, too, where you're like, okay, one word. All right, well. Or they'll, like, speak cryptically, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to tell you what they said because, um, like, I don't even know what this means. But then you say it, and they're like, oh, I know exactly what that means. Right? They know. it's Because it, it wasn't right. the message for, for you. It was a message for them, so they know. So it's not necessarily easier hearing or seeing. <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah. So, okay, I want to dig into this sacred feminine stuff because, um, like, you helped me a lot with dealing with some of the things that I was dealing with um, in terms of, like... Um, money mindset and stuff like that but in our session that we had like you activated some interesting stuff for me and I want we were starting to unpack it a little bit before we got on here so I want to like continue <laughs> unpacking it because it's interesting so um <coughs> sorry like going off of like what we kind of worked on and what the sacred feminine and stuff is, is when you, for so long, like working with people or just paying attention on social media or whatever, they talk about this feminine energy and this divine feminine, but there's really two pieces to it. And it's the light and the dark. And most people really only talk about the light and teach the light, you know, and that's like your intuition and your compassion and your heart. And they avoid the dark because, I mean, dark feminine, it must be something bad. But it's not bad because it's tapping into that part of you that is your source for your personal power, you know. And she, like, 
there's three things that fuel that part of you and it's money, sex, and power. All the things that we fear. (laughs) All the things we push away. So many, yeah, and that's why so many women push it away and try to avoid it. But it's not, the money, sex, and power isn't necessarily the way that they were told. You know, it's the money part. I mean, money's money. We all love money. The more money you have, the, the better quality of life you can have. But so many people associate the money, sex, and power with, like, the other side of darkness. Like, the evil, not nice, you know, stuff like that. And But that's not what it was meant to be. And that is, like, the more money we can get in the hands of good-hearted people, the more good we can do with the world, you know? The more good things we can do helping others and using it as a resource the way that it was meant to be used. Right. When it comes to the sex, and this is a conversation I've had with so many people, it's not necessarily about the act of having sex. It is being in that sexual energy, feeling sexy, like feeling, because that fuels your confidence and stuff within, and it fuels your creativity, and like, you feel good, like you're on top of the world, and when you get like that, that is when you're the most magnetic, where you just draw things and people to you, and it fuels the power part. And it's not about having control over somebody else, you know, and ruling the world or a company or whatever it is. It's your personal power, your ambition, your drive. And it's had such a bad narrative and connotation for so long that people don't understand or know what it truly is. And that's why they fear it. But what we were kind of talking about is because especially the light workers in the spiritual world they avoid that part of them because they want to be in the light and do the good that they're not fully embracing that part of them but that's why so many are struggling to build the business and have the success and everything else that they're meant to or you hear it often in certain groups that they struggle manifesting the things that they want and it's because it's that part of you that brings that stuff in and that's the part that you are avoiding or suppressing and so the sacred feminine is really about embracing that part and learning how to tap into it and you can tap into it and turn it on in a freaking instant yes and turn it off when you're ready <laughs> Yes, I've, I've been practicing with some of the things that you kind of gave me to practice with. And it was, I mean, you know the story that I told you about <laughs> <laughs> practicing and then my husband coming in and being like, it was like that uh, TikTok that's on, right? Or is it TikTok or it's like on Facebook? You see these men where the women have put the pheromone perfume on and they're coming in mm-hmm. and they're like, rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> they're like going after them, right? Because they're like, you know all sexed up but yeah it was it was fun and interesting to see like how fast it came in yeah right and then it was like it was interesting because it like I think for the two of us it kind of fueled our whole entire day like we had a fucking fantastic day and we didn't have sex after like we just like I did that practice where I called in that energy he come in and he's like, I just can't be away from you. He's like, I just want to be near you. And we just like had a beautiful, like sit down and like just spent quality time together. We just snuggled and like chatted and like the two of us just kind of went on our merry way for the rest of the day. And it was like, we had that deep connection. Right. And I don't see why you couldn't, create that same deep connection with the clients that you're calling in with the money that you're calling in with the business that you're making or Mm -hmm. building or calling in right like you can do the same thing with those components it's not just your partner it's the same energy well and yeah and that's why like um when I said when I was first telling you about it and I said like practice doing it to where you can do it quickly you know, to turn it on and do it and then like go into the grocery store because it's not just like a sexual thing about like wanting to jump your bones. It's just like, it fuels your magnetism. Like it amplifies it by like a thousand, you know, when you know how to turn it on, but it's like, 
think of like your teenage years like in school or watching shows or something you know there's like there's always this girl even in movies like there's always this girl like all the women want to be friends with her and they're like drawn to her and the men want her and it's not always a sexual thing it's just something about them they just want to be around them and that's what it is is you're turning that part of you on so like even walking through the grocery store you know the the grumpy old man in the meat department will suddenly smile and be like hi how are you today while glaring at everybody else and it's just it's you're it's like with the pheromones you know that's basically you're admitting your own natural pheromones i feel like there's like (laughs) i feel like there's almost like a couple different laws at play too like universal laws like obviously the law of magnetism, but I almost feel like you're tapping into that law of oneness too. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, it is like, um, it is a huge part of who we are as women. So if you look historically, women were very tapped into that. Like look at Cleopatra, like she could just walk into a room and basically seduce everybody without doing anything. It was just the men wanted her, the women wanted to be around her, and she got what she wanted, and she ruled a country from doing it. But men, it really got to a point that men didn't, they wanted that power for themselves. And that's really when you saw, like, the rise of the patriarchy and, like, really trying to suppress women for a long time to keep them in that power because it's been known to like crumble empires <laughs> and start wars and like we have this incredible power as women but so many they don't know how to tap into it you know or they're taught that like doing things to tap into it is wrong or it's bad it's evil and everything else so it really but it really it's like i said it's not just about the sex and it doesn't it isn't just about the men it's your natural magnetism and because you're not tapping into that part you're not really tapping into like that law of oneness because you are not being full and one within yourself and that's when you get really freaking powerful when you learn to tap in and connect and accept all pieces of you good or bad yeah yeah, it's we not were... even bad. It's just been told it was bad. It's not bad. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too, right? Like we have such a fear of it because we've been told that it's, it's so bad, right? Like, I mean, even, um, I mean, even when you look at, like, I know when we were in high school, there was, um, there was this rule that we weren't allowed to wear tank tops because, it would like, make the boys go crazy, and we were like what? (laughs) You know, we're like, we just, we didn't understand, but you know, it's, you're, you're told, you're conditioned that, you know, like certain things are bad. You don't do them because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's inappropriate or it's bad or it's, it's going to get you undesired attention or it's going to, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So. Well, and that's like sex in general, you know, you're told that it's, to make babies and to be prude and all this other stuff but there's so much more to sex and that sexual desire you know and everything else that it's not just about the act it's a very sacred spiritual thing the energy that you create from being like that you know it's it's so freaking powerful and incredible and when two people are together like it's not supposed to be just like a wham bam thank you ma'am you know it's it helps build that that intimate solid foundation of a relationship it really brings you together on a completely heightened level and that's there's so much to it that people are just we're not told (laughs) that. Yeah. And also like when you were talking about that, something came into where it's like, it's not just this energy, this, this energy that you're talking about. It's not just creating that connection and that solid relationship with your partner. It's creating it with yourself as well, creating Mm -hmm. it within. Oh yeah. And it anchors in that like safety piece of like being in your safe in your body. Mm -hmm. It builds a deep, deep, deep connection within your body and yourself. And the more connected you are with yourself, the safer your body feels. And it's like, 
you know that you have to have like standards and boundaries and everything else, but the more you build that connection and that safety and the trust and the confidence in yourself, the more those naturally just go up. Like I didn't try to raise my standards and boundaries. It just happened as I started doing this stuff more, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I've been in some, I've dated some toxic men and now I'm like, Oh no, stay the F away from me. But before I was doing it and really connecting with that part of myself, I was just so disconnected from my body and myself and my confidence that I accepted the bare minimum. And that's, you see it all the time with women that date these, you know, crappy guys that are narcissists and toxic and, you know, they're talking to 10 women at the same time and women settle, but it's, and I really feel like it's a big part of why they settle. There's a huge part of them they're not connected to. And when they do, the way they view themselves just changes on its own without, like I didn't do all this journaling and affirmations and mirror work to feel better about myself and to like myself more. Like it's just something that naturally builds and happens when you learn to tap into all of who you are. So how do you walk somebody through tapping into all of who they are? How do you tap them into this sacred feminine energy? There's a couple things, like what I taught you. (laughs) I don't know if I can say some of this on the podcast. (laughs) Well, here we I put uh I I tell people that it's explicit content so go for it okay so um I'll say one the other one I have a master class on um so what we'll do is talk about the one and then give me the link for the master class and I'll put in the show notes for everybody okay because the so the master class one I'll just say this real quick as women, we have like the coolest thing ever that only natural born women have. And it is called a clit with 8,000 nerves. And its sole purpose is pleasure to bring us to orgasm and feel good to fuel that part of us. But a lot of women don't realize how we hold trauma in these nerves. Right. And it less it like it lowers your sex drive. It you see it a lot in women that say that they really struggle to have an orgasm or, you know, and stuff like that. And it's we hold it from childbirth, from having a bad sexual experience. And so the master class teaches you a way of releasing the trauma. And let me tell you, when you do that your kitty is really fucking sensitive. Like I, if I'm wearing a pair of jeans and I have to like, like I'm driving down the road. If I have to reach in the back to grab something out of the, like if my purse is in the back seat and I'm parked and I like turn to grab it, like I will get excited just from my jeans rubbing on me like gently because it's that freaking sensitive and the orgasms are incredible. And this is coming from a woman that never used to have them. Like I think I was almost 30 before I had my first one. I think everybody needs your masterclass. <laughs> I think, yeah. And now I, because it's like the more you do it, it really like connects you in many ways to your body and that energy and everything and to be honest like I do it almost every day and there's days where I do it like two to three times a day just because I feel it's so the other part of it is when you are going through shit in life like you get stressed out your body releases cortisol and stress hormones and your body can get addicted to that but when you have an orgasm and you work out and you do things that make you feel good, your body releases like happy hormones. And like, I forget what it's called now. My mind just went blank. Oxytocin, Jesus Christ, when I can't think straight. But it's because you're thinking about so having an orgasm already. I know, I am, <laughs> totally am. That's what I'm doing as soon as we're done. <laughs> But your body gets addicted to that as well. Just like it does the the cortisol and everything. It gets addicted to those feel-good love hormones. So the more you do it, the more you want to do it. And then, like, you just naturally feel better. And you're more radiant and magnetic and everything else. So what I taught you to do the other day, which also 
just in case you forget, is um, I do cover it in that master class as well. <laughs> so, because, so I call it sensual flirting. I don't know anybody that's ever mentioned anything like this before, so I don't think it has any other name to it. But what you do, just take a few minutes, close your eyes, and we've all hopefully, hopefully, if not, I'm very sorry for you, had at least one really great sexual. <laughs> oh, Lord. We've all had, hopefully, at least one good sexual experience. Right. It could have been drunken sex, whatever. But just close your eyes and, like, kind of replay that in your mind. Like, just think about or And if you haven't, like, fantasize. Like, read Fifty Shades of Grey and fantasize that you're her or something like that, you know? Make something, a fantasy up in your head, whatever it is, and feel your, and keep just sitting in it and thinking about it nonstop until you can feel yourself getting turned on. And you, like, for me, when I start getting turned on, like, I start getting warm. Like, my body warms up. But do it until you get, don't do it until you get to the point you're so horny that you need like the D right then and there, but you want to do it until you can feel yourself getting turned on and then go do something. Like, so that's what I had you do. And you were like, I barely, like, I finally tapped into that energy. And, oh, and the other part is as you're getting turned on, like, let your hips kind of sway and move. So, and that part is really important. You have to let your hips and your body kind of move like you're physically doing it because you build like a muscle memory the more you do it yeah so then you get to a point like now i can be driving down the road and i can like move my hips side to side while i'm driving and turn it on like that and then i walk into a store and it's a completely different experience because everybody just navigates to you and they want to be around you like you were saying, you barely got done and your husband came in the room and was like, I don't know why, I just really need to be around you right now. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And it was it was so funny. Like, I mean, it was more than welcomed, but, like, normally my family knows, like, it's mummy's time. Like, you don't come in mm -hmm. to my personal space when I'm doing my morning routine. And, like, he just, he couldn't help himself. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. obviously it was a uh, an experience that I was thinking about and practicing that I had had with him, right? right? We've been together for so long, right? Like, so, like, I was thinking about him, so I'm like, I thought it was interesting. I'm like, first of all, probably on, well, I know, like, on some energetic level, he would have been picking up on what I was thinking about, but then also my yeah. energy was different. My energy had shifted, right? There was, like, almost, like you said, like, that magnetism got turned on. It was like... He just couldn't help himself. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, so that that's one of the things I tell people to do often. And, like, you, the more you do it, the more you feel it, like, turn on inside of you. As you but you build, like, that muscle memory the more you practice it. And one of the first times I did it, I literally did it right before going into the grocery store. And, like, I had been kind of, like, doing it at home um, so I do it like before I take pictures or write my post to go on social media or whatever it is. But I was like, I want to play with this like out in town. And I live in a small town. I've been to the grocery store a million times. I see the same people working, you know, so it's at the point like we don't personally know each other, but they recognize me enough to know that I know what I'm looking for, where I'm going, you know, whatever. So they really don't offer to help you know unless I look like I'm lost because I can't figure out what I'm buying or something you know but I did it before going into the store and everywhere I went like the people and the workers like were all like smiling and hi and every worker that I walked past they were like hi can I help you find something today hi is there anything I like they just genuinely were like I want to help this woman and the store was busy and they were not doing that and saying that to anyone else and it was just I was like oh what is this and I, like and then the next time I would go into the store I wouldn't do it and I swear those same people would not even look my direction or right. say anything to me if they did it was like night and day 
So um, here's a great example. This is, I love this story. Because one of the women that mastered learning how to tap into it, and the more you practice it, the easier it is to turn it on, and you can turn it on at will. One of those people was Marilyn Monroe. So she, there's a story from a photographer friend of hers where they were in, I believe, New York, and they were walking down the street, and she didn't have it turned on. Nobody was looking at her, like nobody was really paying attention or realizing that she was like right there walking down the street. And he had made a comment to her about how surprised he was that people weren't just flocking to her. And she's like, well, that's because I haven't turned it on. And he's like, turned what on? And she was like, there's more to like the Marilyn Monroe alter ego and I haven't turned it on. And he's like, I don't understand what you mean by turn it on. And she's like, do you want to see? And he's like, yeah. And he said that she like stood there and like closed her eyes for a minute and then opened her eyes and turned around and walked off. And instantly people just started flocking to her. It was like all of a sudden they saw her and he's like, it was the weirdest thing. And it's that she was, she mastered how to tap into that. And when you like read about or learn about like her growing up, she realized it at a very young age when she was in foster care, something happened to her shirt one day and she had to borrow another girl's and it was like a little tight on her and she had boobs, like she was well-developed. And it was like she went to school and the boys were noticing her and giving her attention. And that's when she realized that the power that women have. And she really dove into like discovering how to use it to her advantage, basically. And that's what that's how she became the blonde bombshell on TV all the time, because she knew how to turn on that part of her. So how are you helping women with this then? Are you helping them in business? Are you helping them in like their relationships, their love life? Like what are you doing with it? So a little bit of everything because you can, it is something you can use in all, like it'll spice up your relationship. It did. it'll, (laughs) It'll make you more magnetic in your business. Um, but there's, there's so much to it, you know, like there's a lot of healing women have to do, especially if you've had sexual trauma and stuff like that. And so that's really, um, I'm kind of like the, the one-stop shop when it comes to that. Cause like I can help you heal those parts of you. I can teach you how to utilize it and tap into it and how to help you like grow from it type of thing. But I think it's just something women need in general. And it can be used in any area, you know, like you can turn it on and turn it off to spice up your relationship. You can use it to magnetize your business. You can use it just to get into that strong part of you that isn't going to take shit from anyone and set boundaries and like put them in place when it comes to a friend that's maybe not treating you the way that they should or a family member that's you know something that you normally would have been like no I'm gonna be the nice girl and let it slide no we don't let that shit slide (laughs) we have boundaries and we stick to them for a reason so you really can like utilize so much of it in all aspects of your life okay awesome all right is there anything else you want to add to this today We've had a very, very interesting conversation, and I think this is probably one of the longest podcast episodes I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's easy to get talking about this. This stuff lights me up. I love it. So it's easy to just get lost talking about it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I think that it's interesting when we bring it into, like, I know I'm using it specifically for myself, for, like, for money and business, So I think it's interesting to see how, like, we pull it into those areas of our life. But, I mean, it goes so much deeper than that as well. 
Yeah, I mean, like, you, the whole reason, like, we were doing the session or whatever was you wanted to work on, like, money blocks and business type stuff, you know, and, but it's so connected in so many different ways that even though you're focused on using it for, you know, and that's why, like, I taught you that and was, like, helping you, like, to tap into that part of you, but you saw very quickly that it, it wasn't just about that, like, it also affected your husband and it, like it just spills over on its own into every area of your life and it's it's so fun to play with like the more you really get used to like tapping in and you know how to turn it on at will it's so fun to play with like i will go like to the mall and walk through the mall and halfway through turn it on and it's like the beginning of the shopping experience and the end of the shopping experience are two completely different things and I'm like I was just buying clothes <laughs> yeah <laughs> fair enough okay so you have your master class so you're going to give me the show notes or you're going to give me the links to put in the show notes for that is there anything else you have going on how where can we find you where can where are you hanging out um, I'm on like Instagram and Facebook. I have a TikTok, but I don't utilize it that much. And I really should. <laughs> it's fun to play with sometimes, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, I, I think there's like a couple of good things, but I think I have a total of like 10 videos. So, but I'm very active on Facebook, very active on Instagram. Um, I have a website and yeah, just find me on the social medias. Okay, cool. We'll make sure that we have you all linked up in the show notes with that. And on that note, I'm losing my voice a little bit here, getting froggy, so <laughs> we're going to cap it at that. <laughs> I've had a great time chatting with you today, though. It's been a blast, and yeah, it's just, it's been a good time. It's been fun. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what I shared with you today, be sure to share it by leaving me a review on iTunes so that I can keep what will best serve you coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, feel free to join me over on Instagram at align underscore awaken underscore heal, where you can also find the link in my bio to join my free private align awaken heal vibe tribe or by visiting my website alignawakenheal.com.